And we're live. Welcome back to St. James's Pod, your home for Newcastle United content. We're back with a bumper episode on this one. We've got loads to talk about. I'm here with Tom and Alex. We've also got a new sponsor. Ooh. So we'll be back in a minute to talk about transfers, pre-season friendlies, season tickets, memberships, rumours, all of this stuff. Amazon documentaries. And money. We'll be back in a sec. This episode of St. James's Pod is brought to you by Total Supplements. Visit their website, totalsupplements.co, to discover their range of nutritionist-tested supplements, gummies, shakes, and natural extracts. From popular sports supplements like whey protein, creatine, vitamin tablets, and powders, to mental health supplements such as nootropics and mushrooms, they've got you totally covered. They also have men's health collection offering testosterone support and beauty supplements to keep you looking like your absolute best. I personally use Total Supplements products and I have been using them from before they came on board to sponsor the podcast. So I'm hugely excited to be partnering with a brand that I know and love. So whether you train hard, work hard, or take an active interest in your overall health, use our code St. James's Pod, that's S-T-G-A-M-E-S-P-O-D, for 25% off your entire order. The link's in the description. Support the podcast and visit totalsupplements.co now and tell them St. James's Pod sent you. Right, lads, let's start with the preseason games. Let's kick off with the US Summer Series. Um, we can dive in to the other two games a little bit later if you fancy it, but let's start with the Villa game because that one was a bit of a thriller. Obviously, loads of goals, total different formation, different system. Um, some youngsters in there. Just Alex, did you did you watch the game? From the start, I know it was on late for you guys. Yeah, I think it was like, I want to say midnight kickoff or something like that, so it wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, straight out the gates, <laughs> 1 0 down, 2 0 down, 10 minutes in. Absolute clusterfuck. Like, it, took, it probably took us about 20 minutes to work out what formation we were actually playing because I didn't have a fucking clue. I just knew that target was like really high left wing and well, three at the back. It was a bizarre way to go around things, but that's what pre season's for. Trying out something new see if it works and it just seemed like the defence just didn't didn't really know where they were meant to be and Buendia was just causing all kind of problems for us so um, yeah and Tonali didn't really cover himself in glory either with that first goal <laughs> obviously flying in and <laughs> air tackling yeah. Buendia as well but it just shows like the commitment he's got as well like I, I, I couldn't believe it when like he's on the floor making that tackle slips or whatever and then he's like chasing back on the edge of the box already by the time he gets there. And by the time the ball goes in the back of the net, he's the closest to the goal line. So yeah, he didn't cover himself in glory, but he just shows that he's got the drive, the work rate. Just put it all into the team. So obviously the rest of the game played out as it was. Changed full 11 in the second half as well. We saw a new man, Harvey Barnes, but it's just pre season. That was just. if. You're looking at that game, that is just pre-season in a nutshell. Like, 3-3, three, three, four different formations, different lineups, but can't take too much from it, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's obviously great for, like, pre-season in terms of getting the fitness and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think the the reason for the different system, Tom, might be because we've got them first game of the season? Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, it's it's a it's a tough one. I think we we've, we've got to um, 
like like Alex was saying, we've got to try out new um, some new things as well. We've got um, a big season ahead of us, and and still quite a thin squad um, from from what I would uh, I would say compared to quite a lot of our rivals right now. So um, I think we will have to try and fit some players into different systems to uh, see us through some of the um some of the games this season. I do think though that like and even in that the Villa game and in the Chelsea game as well, that the left side is still uh of defence is still a an area which I I was made note of as, as one which I'm I'm a bit concerned with. But like Alex was saying, target obviously in that um sort of three at the back um with the wing backs role was I d I don't think he looked too accustomed to that position. Uh, in particular, Dummett, um obviously first appearance for him in a long while, um, and you know don't particularly want to be reliant on him too much this season. But yeah, and even even Dan Byrne in uh, the Chelsea game at times, um, and towards the back end of that Villa game, looked like he was still maybe need to get up to fitness as well. Um, looked a bit leggy at times so yeah i don't know but it's it's a it's it is the right time to try it um but i think um it, it we won't be seeing that kind of lineup or system come the start of the season when we play villa for at the at the start of the season yeah i think the the good thing is they played almost a full strength team obviously like transferring is still open but for their team at the minute, it was probably way closer to their starting eleven that will start first game of the season than ours, um, which should bode well for us come first game of the season. But I know, like, <laughs> um, there was some rusty like performances in there. Obviously, you, you mentioned uh, Dummett. It's like I think I think he may have even only started one game last season, so he's bound to be pretty rusty and then we're playing you know, obviously decent opposition but let's talk about some of the decent performances in that Villa game um, for example um, Elliot Anderson like he, he looks first team now doesn't he like he doesn't look like one of the youngsters anymore that's the thing I need to think go back on what I said last season when I said that I didn't think he was sort of ready to play in our first team he's Probably had one of the best preseasons out of anyone so far. Um, whether it's like obviously Gates said, whether against Villa or even last night, he's really shown to be like a really promising player. And why, how I want to keep him around the club and not loan him out and have him around the first team because the guy's got talent. Like he drives the ball well. I think he could play in a centre midfield or out wide uh, position. And yeah, he's just he's got a fucking engine on him. He's, he's, he's kind of stocky even though he is still quite young yeah. so I think with Eddie Howe managing him I just think he can only get better and obviously homegrown contingent um, is ideal for European competitions going forward so yeah I, just, I can't wait to see him just get a few more starts more than anyone else and see what he can do because he's proven in pre-season to be yeah probably one of the best players on the pitch every game I would say yeah, exactly that. He's he looks as though he's, I think, benefited a lot from 
working with some of the um, the senior players of the last like season and a half. I think there's flashes of um, of Miggy and the way that he he goes about um, finish his finishing ability. Like he looks so cool and calm, like with that right foot, like just sort of again balancing out what Miggy can can operate with the, on the left side, uh, with his left foot. But yeah, Anderson um, just. The, the finishes that he that he produced in the the Villa game um, looked, you know, really, really decent. He just seems to be getting himself in the right places as well um, in attacking positions. Um, so yeah, I think his development has come leaps and bounds. So um, yeah, I think this could be a, a proper breakout season for him. Um, and yeah, you'll hopefully get more recognition um, and 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 look-ins for, for the season to come. And unlike Miggy, he's got two feet. He can actually play off both feet like pretty comfortably, which is class. Um, I, th- oh, I can't remember which ball was. He did have that shot, mind. He did have that shot right, right <laughs> in the fence, but aye. But for, for the goal where he, he picked it up, I think he dispossessed oh, right. oh, I can't remember who it was. Um, uh, was it Matty Cash? Oh, well, he dispossessed someone like on when he was on the left side of the pitch, drove forward on his right foot, swept it onto his left and had the shot with his left foot. And obviously he got oh, palmed out. That shot was nice, like. Aye. Uh, he proper, proper done him. Um, and, yeah, he created the goal because of it. But, yeah, having t- a player who can use both of his feet, it just it makes a hell of a difference. Because how many times have we came on here and said, Miggy, fucking use your right foot. Jesus, like. Mm, sure. Um, but then we have seen how beautiful that left foot is, and can be, can be. It can be, and that, yeah. I mean, we're skipping on to the next game, but yeah, the, the goal he scored against Chelsea uh, last night, last foot is textbook, oh, It was. <laughs> I mean, the commentators were saying it, but like, it it is just like what we've come to expect. Like, you play him through on that down that right channel. He's gonna if you give him that yard to just look up and just guide it into the bottom corner uh yeah it's what what are defenders doing letting him get on his left foot like if anyone can watch five minutes of footage from miggy yeah you, you know what he's going to do he's going to cut inside get on his left foot and try and open his body up just don't give him that option show him down the line every single time that's what i'd be doing like yeah if you get put out for a corner or whatever don't let him cut inside on his left foot because he'll absolutely kill you he'll just pass it in the bottom corner like you did last night but we said that about Iron Robin back in the day. But yeah, Iron <laughs> Robin just, just still just did it. Like he couldn't stop them most of the time. So I'm not. How many Iron Robin here, by the way? I mean, hey, look, you know, we're Iron Robin was a Champions League winner, and Miggy <laughs> may well be become that uh, this season. Okay, coming, Robin, but... are living on this podcast. If you're going to make that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, Sponsors will be withdrawn. We'll be lost in sponsor already. Anyway, I'm out. I'm, um, I'm only yeah. making that that slight comparison, but yeah, I know exactly what you're getting at. <laughs> it was it was a really nice moment though, wasn't it? Um, I know we're jumping ahead a bit, but seeing him score that goal at his old home, and the crowd just went like wild for it. It was a bit. <laughs> It's suspect he got man of the match, like, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. it, was a, it was a really nice moment.
another youngster that we, we need to talk about is Lewis Miley. Obviously he came on in the Villa game, looked really good, and then he starts in the Chelsea game. So he's shown um, shown some faith by Eddie and, and he looked actually quality. Um, again, didn't look out of place, looked like a first teamer. And I was just thinking before we came on, this season what might see, especially in some of the cup games, like a midfield three of Elliot Arnes and Lewis Miley and Sean Longstaff. It's like the Jolly Boys in the centre. <laughs> but Class, yeah, I mean, yeah. Lewis Miley, uh, like, he's obviously still very young, but he, he's looking good, isn't he? Well, we've seen a bit of him at the end of last season, obviously, had that start against Chelsea uh, on the last day of the season. Looked really good in that game, um, and yeah, again, he's a, a young lad, but he's got obviously the physical attributes of him being. He's got he's got a bit of time to fill out, but he's he's a, such an imposing, um, you know, presence in that midfield. Um, he was going into tackles hard as well, which is good to see for a young lad. Oh yeah, he's not going to shy away. He knows he knows he's got a big task if he wants to try and dislodge any of the current players in that position so to stand out like he has done in these these friendlies and um, yeah I think we've got he's got the right people around him he's got the right sort of people to look up to um, ahead of him obviously he knows that Sean Longstaff's made the same pathway from the um, the uh, academy all the way to the first team playing in the same position um, and I think he's He's got some similar attributes to to Longstaff, but also looks as though he's quite comfortable in in taking the ball forward as well, um, and featuring a bit more advanced in some ways. So yeah, um, again another player that I'm excited to see develop a bit more. Not too sure if he will end up towards the end of the transfer window be loaned out somewhere, but but um, if he stays around, hopefully he gets to be around the first team and, and get um, some some starts in the Cups and uh, maybe some odd league games as well. Right, that's the thing, like, towards the end of last season, I'm sure Eddie said that he was training with the first team and he'd only just signed his professional contract, so he'd just turned 17 and he's training with the first team straight away. Like, I wouldn't mind him being one of those players where, yeah, he might not get half as much game time staying here but being in around this first team, like training every day, like having training games with the, the first team squad, could really just benefit him more than just, I don't know, dropping down a couple of leagues and starting for a league one side or something like that. At 17, he's shown so much promise. Like, he, he strives forward with the, with the ball well. He sometimes just play it a bit simple, like, doesn't go for the fancy pass, but he's mm-hmm. 17 years old, like starting for his boyhood club. Like, you don't expect him to like start like taking the game by the scruff of his neck and stuff like that. Um, He's just shown, I think, like, was on. it him against Gated who played that uh, lovely ball though? I think it was when he came on. I think towards the end of the game we, we brought a load of youngsters on him and he played yeah. like a, a lovely ball through for the for the goal. So obviously he can't do it. Yeah, that uh, again. I might. I'm gonna. If any, if there are any sponsors oh that d- don't want to hear this, just stop listening now. <laughs> I'm, I was gonna say like he's I don't know he's not in the same sort of player type as Phil Foden but more just the sort of 
More just the. <laughs> if you let me finish, it's more just the fact that he, he uh, his development was just like what uh, Alex was saying, just staying around yeah. the first team of the city t- uh, from a very young age, and just biding his time and learning, you know, from the David Silvers and all those guys before uh, ahead of him before he then obviously broke into the team and then you know he's a mainstay now but um, you know Miley at a similar age now is when Poden was just sort of you know coming to coming onto the scene so all I'm saying is that I think it would be wise to just keep him around and, and, and yeah see see how his development is better suited working with our first team than maybe having to play with you know, lesser standard of uh, down in League One or somewhere like that. It hasn't worked for the likes of Matty Longstaff, has it? When we've given him first team, looked like he was could have been promising, then loaned him out to League Two, and then he's obviously not with us anymore. So um, I just, yeah, yeah, he hasn't died. He's just <laughs> left the club. No, no, <laughs> the, the little just lad still is still with us, but no. Um, yeah, I would. I would think that. Um, I would. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't want that to be the case for Miley's development to to end up in the same way that it happened for for Matty Longstaff. And again, you've seen Elliot Anderson do it. Go down to League Two, play like almost every game uh, for the North County, yeah. and look where yeah. he is now. No, it so can't work. It obviously, yeah. can't work both ways. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought it's, I genuinely thought you were going to go down the Bellingham route. I thought you were going to say he's like Bellingham more stylistically the way he plays. Um, but yeah, like it's just nice to finally have like a young player coming through the Newcastle Academy because how many years has it been since we've and this like I'm not saying Dummett like he's not really the kind of talent that's <laughs> Miley and Anderson are hopefully going to produce. But yeah, just having some youngins coming through finally. Um, yeah, w- which we can if, title as Wonder Kids potentially. Like, uh, if we go and they go that far, stop getting ahead of yourself, please. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> it's pre-season, you know. Everybody gets excited about things, so yeah. The good, the good thing for Miley as well, though, is we're not like stacked in that position. Like, obviously, at the minute we've still got um, Hendrick and Hayden on the books, but like, clearly they're not like part of the plans. No. Um, and we've only brought Tenali in, and like we we lost Shelby last season, and before we lost him, we were still thin. So he, like obviously Anderson's been getting played in and around that sort of midfield role, but it, there's there's minutes there if um, if Eddie thinks he's he's up to it. So I think keeping him around for sure mm-hmm. will actually see his his career come on leaps and bounds. And, there's there's other youngsters playing in these games as well, um, like JT and Aku came on, mm-hmm. um, Ashby, but obviously that brings us on to some of the rumours about outgoings because he's he's rumoured with a move out, a loan move to Swansea. So obviously we're talking about loans. They must think he's going to get better development, stepping out and getting first team football. Well, hopefully first team football somewhere lower down, um, and Kual. Is going to a Dutch team, isn't he? Yeah, um, Volendam, yeah, I want to say. Against Minte. Aye. Uh-huh. Aye. Uh-huh. So, fingers yeah. crossed that's a better move than obviously last season. But, or, uh, 
Pete was saying he thinks he's going to be a flop. I don't know if you agree with that. Nah, that is oh, too early to say. far too early to say, yeah. I, I, he was bad, badly managed on that last loan. Um, I just think that Hearts was not the right place for him. Um, I think he, he just needs to be in a team where it's a predominantly young team, average age being quite quite young, that he can then like shine a bit more. And, and, and yeah, I think the Dutch league might um, just be that right level of competitiveness but also not too like physical and demanding that maybe the uh, Scottish League can be um, so yeah I'm I'm happy that he's he's got that move and um, yeah see see what he comes back like but he's still only young he's, he's too young to be you know get Saying that he's he's gonna flop, like he's he's only eighteen or something. So, yeah, plenty of time. Yeah, the other thing is that move was his his choice. Well, the rumor was it was his choice, and that there was like a lot of Aussies there. And it's obviously a big move when you like I think he was seventeen at the time coming over. Um, I think it was his first time out, like apart from when he went to the World Cup being away from his family and stuff like that like living away so although like on the football pitch it didn't look like a great loan move for all we know it's been really good from the sort of climatised to getting away um, so then hopefully this season he can focus on the football and then maybe next season we might actually see him back at a club um, there's some other other moves as well Lewis Jamal Lewis looking like he's going out on loan to Watford um, he obviously played he played like left wing didn't he in the Gateshead game and then I think he also featured in the Rangers game didn't he so I don't know what you guys thought of his performance but I, I think it's probably right that he he gets a move somewhere it's a no brainer for us now isn't it it's like whenever I've seen him play for in the last sort of year whether it's like Sheffield Wedo in these pre-season friendlies he's I don't know what's happened to him. I don't know what's happened to the player that was signed, like, was it three years ago or something like that? Like, he came in with so much promise, and he's just never, he's never translated to it on the pitch. Um, so I think this loan's a bit of a no-brainer because it's got the option to buy. Either you'll get some game time, which it sounds like you, you should do in the championship, and we might get a fee for it at the end of it. If, if not, someone else is paying his wages, and at least hopefully he'll be getting a bit of game time to come back to us and and reassess that at the end of the season but yeah, yeah obviously we've been linked with a few full backs coming in or like first team left back like Tini obviously uh, Levermento who can play both full back positions I think so it just it's another guy off the wage bill hopefully they're paying a bit more wages obviously the details haven't came up specifically about that yet but yeah this seems like we're slowly getting some of the players out on loan that we want to Hopefully, trimming a bit more Deadwood, like the likes of Hendrick and Hayden. So it seems like transfer windows moving in the right direction. Obviously, we've only got just over two weeks to start the season now, so. I just, I just, I just remembered when you were saying that about the like the uh, Deadwood or whatever. I I bought me um I bought me home shirt the other day online, obviously, and like the options it gives you for the the name and number on the back. Not Chris Wood. 
<laughs> no, no. There's a limit. There's a limited amount, but one of them is Ryan Fraser. Oh, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's not going to be a popular one, is it? Um, got to say, when I went and got mine in the club shop, I didn't see any Fraser ones hanging on the <laughs> on the shelf. Yeah. Like. Imagine I'd, I'd, like the, the amount of I know Castor has been the reason for the fuck ups, but imagine like the fuck it up and you get it in the post and it's right for his on the box. A month oh. later, finally arrives. Get in, hold it up. <laughs> 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 I don't even know what number he is these days. Nah, I doubt he's got a squad number, does he? I think yeah, he was. I think he. Uh, no, he was, I was going to say number seven. He wasn't number seven, was he? <laughs> no, he definitely wasn't that high. Up. Like, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I can. I'm, I'm still surprised that he's he's still on the books, but at the same time not because I know that. A lot of clubs will be looking at the wages of that he's getting right now with us and be put off by that. So um, the yeah, reason he's not in the team as well is un- unprofessionalism. So that's not going to mm-hmm. um, board well in trying to get him another club, is it? So, no, like it's put, twice now it's happened. Two different clubs, and, and we can't like just get like rid of his like contract either because it's it's going to cost too much to. To do that, I'm pretty we're sure he's still got. Off him. He's yeah. got a few years left on the on his deal when he when he signed. So yeah, 2025, yeah. so two more years. It's yeah. If you're gonna a, if you're gonna pay somebody's contract out, you might as well just have him as a body in the under 21 stream. Like get him get him picking up cones and that. Um, <laughs> I think Darlow. Very expensive, Darlow has secured a move away to Leeds. Down your neck of the woods, Tom. Um, quite yeah. like measly fee, four hundred k, but it'd be good I mean, to get them keep us down to four. I think it's been a long time coming that we we need to trim that part of the squad. Um, yeah, he was probably on at least twenty to thirty k a week, um, so that's you know back in the the club coffers. And um, to be fair to him, like he's been a good servant. And uh, I'd agree too. Yeah. I think he, you know, good move from as well. He's good team, so good team. And uh, it's obviously he's going there with Melier still there. Um, I haven't heard rumours whether or not Melier is gonna um, be leaving Leeds, but um, if he Shit does, then it. yeah, well, yeah, he hasn't been great towards the sort of back end of last season into this one, so he's got extra competition now and. Um, yeah, I think for Leeds it's a bargain. Um, I think good a good all round move for both clubs and the player. So all the best for Carl and uh, might see him about not knocking about Leeds at some point. <laughs> um, Alex, I just wanted to, to come to you on the next one because we were talking last time about the kind of the new FFP rules that are coming in regarding like the wages and turnover and stuff like you're going to be better explaining this but obviously the big news since we last sat down is that Maxi is leaving uh, subject to a medical he's going to Saudi he's going to Al Ali um, and we've obviously brought Barnes in and I don't know if you can just kind of touch on what that means in terms of FFP well yeah so basically all sort of wages to turnover was like 95% or like all, all our outcomes and FIFA are bringing in this new rule where 
you're going to have to have 70% of your turnover max being your wages for players, staff, agents fees and transfer fees. So that's all going to have to come under 70% of your turnover and that's coming into place I think in three years time. So they're bringing in from the end of the season, it's 90%, then 80% start of 2024 season and then 70% sort of 2025-26 season. So it's given clubs an opportunity to bring basically the expenditure down um, or increase the revenue somehow. But um, basically these are the FFP rules which are coming into place. What that means for us is we do even we are sort of on the limit now already, so that's why you've not seen us like going out spending a lot of money. Um, because we don't really have that much wiggle room. Why the max deal means so much is because we could potentially get a lot of that fee up front and then the players that we get in spread that over a number of years. So say for example, we bring in two fifty million pound players on hundred grand a week, which is about five million a year for five years. So we expect the transfer fees over five years at ten million a season. Say five million each for the wages. So that'll be 150 million over the five years. So this maxi deal uh, basically could fund these two fifty million transfers for this year because 30 million coming in straight cash in the bank it just completely offsets it for this year and we're not in any worse place financially despite bringing in 250 million pound players giving them a decent wage and getting maxi off our wage bill so that's why I think the max deal had to happen because even though it's one player out say for example you think oh selling maxi for 30 bringing Harvey Barnes in for 30 years you think they would offset each other and then that's that's a, like almost it yeah. But the way you can sort of spread paying these contracts over a number of years means that it leaves you a bit more wiggle room to get maybe one or two more players in for that one maxi player going out. So that's why Eddie's always been pushing for the past sort of few weeks at least, saying we need to sell to get players in. And that's why we're seeing Maxi go. Because I don't think we're like, although he doesn't fit in the system as much. I don't think we really would want to sell him if we had a choice. If FFP wasn't a thing, we wouldn't be selling him. But yeah. it's just one of those necessary things that has to happen in sort of our evolution from being a relegation fighting club to being a top six, top four fighting club. So that's basically trying to like sort of get people's head round why one thirty million player going out and one thirty eight million player going in, how it actually works out in the finance book store it should see where like in the future so being able to make more deals like that going forward because in from the Ashley days we've been left with no sellable assets at all like how, how many other players have we got where we're like happy just to get the wages off the, the, the um, wage bill so yeah so that's pretty much wrapping up in a few minutes anyways where we are right now with FFP and why we're not going out and spending all this money because well, we haven't got to spend pretty much. The Champions League will obviously help a lot and we'll get TV money in from the Champions League on top of that. But that's not going to come until the future when we're sort of have a bit more wiggle room and put new sponsorships going in, etc. Yeah. It's interesting that it includes um, agent fees and stuff like that. Yeah. That's going to really, really hurt some moves. Um, but 
could have got tickets for my mates on my season ticket last year, and if I bought a membership, I could have done it again this year. And yeah, for like almost every game, I could get tickets for my mates. Is that fair? No, it's not, because then other people are going to miss out, especially people who've paid memberships as well. So I think the ballot is the only fair way, and the people that seem to be complaining are the people who went to a lot of games last season on their memberships who might not get to see as many this season but it's only fair just to sort of spread them out over the full fan base to be honest I don't know what we used to think about it I couldn't agree more yeah I think it's um, yeah with with a lot of things in like current life when even festival tickets a lot of entertainment stuff now mm-hmm. is heading that way because you know I think most of these big organisations have realised that there is these loopholes that people are finding with, of jumping queues and stuff like, and using um, bots and stuff to like boost their numbers up through the queue to get to the to the top, and it's it's not fair and it's not right, and half the time the tickets end up just getting sold on anyway um, to uh, by touts, which hopefully shouldn't be a thing now with. Um, uh, the the tickets for for the tune. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're, they're trying to lock that down now, so that there's less chance of touts being able to sell tickets on. But um, at least from season ticket holders' perspectives. Um, so yeah, I agree. The membership and how it works with um, with a ballot format is is gonna yeah just open it up to a lot more people and and. Yeah, make it fairer. And to be honest, like now that we're in European football, like um, extra games there that people could um, could get to. Um, obviously, Champions League is um, they're gonna be, you know, like gold dust. But um, yeah, the cup games, the League Cup games, FA Cup games. There's 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 games there that do go out to more more people, like and give more chance for people. So. Um, yeah, but but by doing it as a ballot, it can it, it should be it should be fairer and better better done that way. I think they've copied the the kind of same thing other clubs are doing, like some of the bigger clubs are doing, um, and I I think it just comes obviously as a shock to our fan base because we've been so far behind for so long, and obviously like it changed doesn't go in your favour you're not going to like it are you but you know um, you were saying about you can buy a membership and you've got a season ticket mm. and then you can get uh, tickets for your mates does that give you preference or do you just go in the ballot like everyone else yeah just jump in the ballot so it, it, it would potentially give people more of a chance say if I'm getting looking to get a ticket for my mate or whatever but they would have to pay the £37 membership fee so I guess, yeah, it could be one of those things where someone might have two tickets in the ballot instead of one, but I don't think they can really cut it out that much to make it like a complete level playing field. Like they're trying to do as best as they can, and I think that it's probably working because you, you you can't also season ticket holders are paying hundreds of pounds, like and then cup games on top of that first season, and we've had our memberships of anything taken away this season, so we can't do. Have these kind of benefits. Yeah. So, I think Although if they... we want to get 
and get a ticket for a mate, then I think this should be free fair game. I don't know. Yeah, no, I've seen today that they've like announced that the season tickets are now available for us to download and um said on there like that we as season ticket holders do get some benefits which um uh, there yeah. I don't know if the the benefits are new benefits from the uh, this season on but like um mm-hmm. stuff uh but yeah it's it's promising and, and and to be honest being like moving to this whole digital way of doing things as well with the tickets I think it's it's a much better system to, to use like rather than although I still haven't quite got my head around how like to transfer um, tickets from uh, when, I'm, when I, I can't you, make uh, a game at least you don't work in IT or anything <laughs> well I don't know I think that's why but... you've got to link, link your <laughs> membership because it's going to be like a do you know like your rewards card or whatever you have on your phone and you tap it on it's yeah. like it's not going to be a QR code or anything I don't think I think it's like a it's like, like paying paying for something with your phone you've got yeah. to it's got to be on your device and it's it's only going to be able to be on those devices so you can't like actually give your season ticket anyone else unless um, they add your phone that's what yeah. that's how yeah unless you give them your phone and then um well, I guess like if it's your family member or whatever, then that probably works all right. But uh, otherwise, you'd have to like if you're giving it to a mate, you'd have to give them your your passcode and everything. And I wouldn't be trusting you guys with my phone. So. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying but, that when when you're the one with the season tickets, I should be like, oh, I, I, I trust you with me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I think they even check in IDs and stuff like. Potentially on the gate, um, so I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot changing in in the way that we actually go and watch the games. But um, and yeah, like everything, change is going to be a problem for some people and not for others. But um, yeah, it'll, I think it'll it'll work for the for the long term benefits. Yeah, well, I, I I got my membership yesterday, so. Got me fingers crossed for the the one ballot I'll be able to enter while I'm back. <laughs> but, uh, uh, if not, I'll be be at the pub and then I'll sit by myself while he's going to the match. So. By the time you're back at Christmas, we could have a new fan zone outside the stadium where you can watch it, even if it's a three o'clock kickoff. Oh, that'll be sick yeah. to be fair. So Stacks, I believe, it is coming back to to Newcastle and it's going where they've just bought back the land, right? Yeah, right in front of St James Metro, basically. Oh, so, right. is it permanent, like structure, or? Well, I guess that's why it's stacks, right? Because it's semi-permanent. Yeah, yeah. They've said that, like, this is going to be the idea for the next like couple of years or something before they can maybe think of something else. But I, I think I think they've said that it's not going to be permanent, but yeah, semi-permanent. But it's going to be a big old place. Like, I think they said six bars, ten like food vendors. Um, it's got to be some size, and. Yeah, they said they're going to show every single home and away game, which means that they're going to mm. almost argue that it's part of the stadium and they can't show games which are on the 3 o'clock blackout because otherwise if it was yeah. off-premises, technically, that'd be interesting. Be short, so, so the they'll, same way that they'll show it at Shearer's. Yeah, Go on. I was going to say, like, it's gonna, they're going to just take the feed that's normally on the big screen um, 
but potentially, like, to like I don't know, maybe take like you know when on the big screen, like when like goals happen and stuff, like they 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 t- turn it off, don't they, until like it's been confirmed or like VAR have had to get involved or whatever. I don't know whether or not they'll just. Say from ICT, I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if they'll do something similar, like with and just just basically use the same feed, like down to um, uh, down there. But yeah, again, class. Like it'll just mean that the match day experience is going to be even better. Like there's going to be more people out and about in town, like around the ground. Even though it's not going in, but they're still there creating atmosphere. Um, and it, at, at the minute, it's just obviously a car park, which is just like derelict and not being used. So, yeah, mm. even sticking a few shipping crates in there and making a bit of a, a thing of it. And I'm I'm pretty sure the the new sponsors, Seller, are going to be um, involved, and they're like a hospitality um, uh, company. So yeah, again, we're uh, yeah utilizing our our own. Um, our own guys and hopefully they can put on a a, a pretty good like uh, pre-game and post-game sort of atmosphere so yeah no it's good positive signs do you know what I really like that obviously they're doing it with stock so even though Piff is like ridiculously like big they're still like working with like local companies so obviously stock like of being around the northeast for a while obviously they've had to close their sites at the for the new commercial house or whatever that's called and they're looking to open somewhere else, but they're working with local companies, wanting to like integrate them into sort of yeah, yeah sort of the new fan zone. And I think they said it's going to create 150 full and part-time jobs. Which again, mm-hmm. this is what we got sold before the takeover happened. They would invest money into the local area, not just the club. So if they're creating extra jobs for the northeast, fantastic. Yeah, quality. I mean that that sounds like something that Jamie Rubin's probably been heavily involved with pushing as well because he's, he's all about you know trying to bring you know boost the economy and, and give something back to the, the local community so yeah there's a noise on massive Tory <laughs> we'll slide over that um, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's good like so um, yeah obviously we haven't heard much more about stadium expansion and that this is going to be on the ground or around the area in which we think the um, a Gallagher, a potential Gallagher extension would kind of go over so you know at least for now we we're kind of utilizing the the space for this um fan park and then you know maybe um re- reassess when we know a bit more about the stadium expansion plans but um yeah I wonder if they've Good. got half half a mind that like people will just start to see that area as like an extension of the stadium, and like that whole thing. Then in everyone's minds, kind of like that is St James's, and then a few days de- few years down the line, it makes it a bit easier when we're trying to get like permission to extend or whatever. I wonder if that's kind of in the heads as well. But one thing I was just thinking when you you were talking about them putting new away games on. I wonder if they'll put a, um, a premiere on for the the Amazon doc. It's probably a bit too early, yeah. isn't it? It's coming like next next month, is it? August twelfth or something? Is, is it, it the first game of the first day of the new season? I right? the eleventh, I think. I think it's the Friday. Um, 
so yeah, it's on the weekend of the new season, so it's like two weeks tomorrow, I want to say, and then they're yeah. releasing one every week. How good is I, that? I've got once. It's good yeah. to see them go week by week. It's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be class, and like the trailer did just like yeah, it, to see all levels like everybody like getting involved like. Um, and they seem to be following like Stavely and um, Ruben and those yeah. guys quite quite closely. Like um, you know, between it's like a different style know. to the all or nothing, isn't it? Seems yeah. to be more about the the higher ups and stuff as well. Yeah, with like which is I think more interesting personally because yeah, it's obviously good like the all or nothings where you get to see like. A, a player's kind of story and like kind of see how their like progression is or whatever throughout the throughout the film but like yeah I think seeing it like um, from from a top down is going to be you know quite eye opening especially seeing the um, with the takeover and everything so yeah no um, seeing Eddie Cole Square I know. That, that little know. clip from Mint, like, she can't wait for more of that. Yeah. And I it's think really she has voice over, her, isn't he? So. I know the first trailer he was. Um, and he hasn't I'm sure he tweeted the other day when this little trailer came out as well, saying that mm. I was, like, a pleasure doing the voiceover or something like that. So, yeah, he's going to be involved. Yeah, because. There was. Wasn't, like, Tom Hardy the voiceover for the Spurs one and stuff? Like. Um, Might be making that up. Like, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is a Spurs fan, but like, um, yeah. I mean, who? It would have been weird if Ant and Deck were doing like the voiceover of, uh, <laughs> of this Amazon doc. She was doing his Congress Jordy accent. Yeah. Well, I think we should probably um, discuss. Harvey Barnes before we leave because obviously he's been the big the big move in we've seen like 15 minutes of him so far but the way the way Eddie set up with the the Chelsea game he didn't even have a strong bench so you would imagine for Brighton um, it's, he's going to start um, and Bruno will be starting and ev- everyone who like missed out on the, the Chelsea game so we should get a good look at him there I think from what's been said he's he's not coming fully fit as in like he's not as he's not Eddie Howe fit basically and he hasn't oh, been training with I guess every player that comes in doesn't seem to yeah. be Eddie Howe fit well, yeah. I think especially with Barnes he wasn't training with Leicester was he? he was training by himself for a couple of weeks which you would think wouldn't make too much difference but I guess when you're at that like level it, it does so um, but he looked he looked sharp. He looked. He looked like, you know, what you'd seen for Leicester when he came on in those 15 minutes. So, I think we've definitely got a good player. And Tom, you were obviously championing the move before he came in. So, yeah. No, again, not seen enough to make you know head the tail of you know what he's going to be like for us just yet. But yeah, well, it's still really good that we we've, we've made that move um, and. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just dead excited. I think he's probably him and obviously Tenali as well. Um, 
we've seen a bit more of him and know what he can he can add. But like, I don't know. I feel like Barnes is my like guy that I want to. I'm desperate to see. Is like, is it your, first game. Your new Ah, uh, no, you can't take Jacob away from me. Like he's, uh, yeah. But you know, <laughs> I think he's. It's prob- it I don't know. Like there's, there's a, um, there's just a bit of a buzz there. Like so, um, and just yeah, I think we've we've got we've got some good options now. Um, with with Barnes coming in, got Gordon out there as well. Um, Gordon looked. To be fair, we haven't mentioned Gordon yet, but um, I thought. In flashes again, he looked um, good Flash in Gordon. the Flash Gordon. Um, he played the ball. He played the ball, didn't he, through to um, to Miggy in the game last night against Chelsea. Um, he, and he looked good, to be honest. Well. He just looked like he kind of petered out a little bit towards the point where he came off. But it, it, all the lads looked drained against Chelsea. Um, I don't know if they'd been training so hard the day before or something like that in the in the heat, but. Uh, yeah, but he, he did look pretty pretty decent earlier on in the in the game. So yeah, I think he's been playing competitive games all summer, so he should be the sharpest out of the lot. Mm. He should, yeah. Um, but again, he knows he's got a task on his hands to um, with Barnes coming in to to nail down that um, that position out on the the left. That is, if we aren't going to consider him as somebody to play off the right. But um, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm just keen to see more of, of what Barnes can do in pre-season um, if, and if he is going to get a start against Brighton that'll be good uh, if not obviously we might see him more in the Seller Cup um, games in a few weeks time or the week's time when the Seller Cup games um, are they the week on Saturday yeah week on Saturday yeah so, so yeah, got, yeah the last game this weekend back home for the two games next weekend and then start the season two weeks yeah. on Saturday so we're ready to go do either you used to know with this summer series how they like chose the fixtures because obviously you don't play everyone do you like we're not playing Brentford or Fulham mm-hmm. so how uh, yeah. no so we got the shitty end of the stick with that didn't we really three hardest teams on paper yeah I guess it's good like pre-season you want to be playing a better standard but would it be nice to have a chance of winning it <laughs> it's it's not sort of the traditional thing though is it like for pre-season games to be playing against teams from your own league um, mm-hmm. we tend to just play against like some foreign teams or some like maybe some lower uh, division teams um, to to tune up but you know the, this I think it's becoming more and more common, though, isn't it? Because like last yeah. last year, I went to the one here in Australia, and it was uh, Villa and Leeds were in it. So yeah. obviously, it's it's becoming more common. I think it's more like a commercial thing, though, isn't it? Like get your brand out in these places where you you might not have as big of a presence. So and it's that's going to be huge really. again. Yeah, huge for our growth potential and everything else. If we're going to be on more of these like trips away to the US and further afield um, so yeah but, but it, at the same time the games have actually been quite interesting to see how you know our rivals are going to um, sort of look like and again like just saying I think I've mentioned about those 
the likes of Villa and Chelsea, and I'm you know a little bit cautious about how those teams are going to push us next season for. Um, and to be fair to them, but that those those two did look pretty decent at times. And you look at the Chelsea bench and like and the, and their team, like they've got such a hefty squad of mm-hmm. good talented Talent. players, like yeah. on on paper. So uh, in comparison to us, it's obviously we just still aren't there yet with, with that sort of depth. But um, yeah, they're they're going to come back strong, I think, next season. Um, uh, Chelsea. Yeah, I think and they will, especially based on that game. Mm. Yeah, Jackson looks like he could be a a real player. To be fair, um, took his goal really well. Um, I know yeah. Dubravka maybe just like came off his line a bit too late, and you know, kind of made it a bit too easy for him. But um, but still, he, you know, made a good run. And that was Matson as well who played that ball in, and I've, he was one I was targeting as well as somebody who. Uh, we could try and take from them as like a, a loan to buy sort of situation a bit a bit like Lewis Hall which we've had some rumours about as well um, as players who can play in those full back positions so um, but yeah I thought Matson looked pretty pretty good as well um, and yeah all round I think Chelsea are gonna they're gonna be a bit more of a force this year yeah and Villa they all look good as well just probably not quite as good defensively but I know they've signed some defenders it's interesting I've seen this week um, I've seen it on the James Lawrence Alcott channel he was talking about um, there's been like a thing on Skybet I think it was where they asked the fans about who's going to make top top six this season and it looks like we've replaced Spurs in the big six because we were like voted way higher than, than Spurs were so it was like um, the well, the normal big six, but instead of Spurs, we were in there. But when you look at Villa, I think they've definitely yeah. got a chance to disrupt the big six, and it'll be interesting to see Brighton as well. Because again, like every season, we kind of see it, but I think they'll be up there again. Sure, it's going to be a tough season, I but I know. Yeah, I haven't seen much of their preseason so far, but obviously they've lost McAllister and. I'm not too sure how any of their new signings have looked either, but um, obviously that's a big loss. And the Caicedo's, I think today they've put, uh, rejected an 80 million bid from Chelsea, and it's like how much, how much more can you like keep on rejecting before he eventually gets sold? So, like if they were to lose Caicedo as well as having lost McAllister, it would be interesting to see how well they can like. Uh, bounce from that and, and still maintain the form that they had from last season but um, yeah be well, just bring in a new South American region like well, yeah. no bother they'll bring in someone for 5 million and yeah. it'll be worth yeah. like 80 by the end of the season we were saying this like it, was, it must have been the last time we played Brighton at the end of the season like they just seem to have these this talent that like this they just hold out for a ridiculous price and then just replace mm-hmm. them with somebody like you've never heard of and they're just class. Yeah. So I'm sure like, they'll be able to. for like 60 mil. Bosh, a stupid hand pops up like. Mm. Ridiculous, man. Yeah. I, like, I've got no doubt that if a stupid hand goes, they already know who's replacing him and they've like already got him lined up and he'll be just as good. But then that's, that's obviously like in part was Dan Ashworth's like 
strategy that he left behind when he obviously joined us so um, uh, we're yet to obviously see that that's like a five year ten year plan or whatever that Brighton have managed to to get to and they're starting to see the the fruits of the labour from it but um, yeah to see uh, we're yet to really see exactly what Dan Ashworth will do in that sort of long term sort of position transfer wise for us Um, but if rumours are are true and we're we're looking at the likes of Livermento a 20 year old like to come in and have you know that high potential and ceiling and maybe that's one of those sort of moves that we we're, we're yet to make but we're we we will do but um yeah I, I would love to see us kind of match brighton's transfer policy um because it's just the absolute winner with the minute right well anything else lads there's a lot, a lot of news going on, a lot going on, but yeah, a couple more games to go and I just can't wait for the new season now. Got me season tickets, got me phone, safe standings already, sorted, got the table at the Black Garter booked for, for before the Villa game, so we're having to go. Shut up, guys, if you want to see Alex, Black Garter before the game, you'll be signing autographs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign people's shirts if they want as well, like the new home shirts and that, like if you're really fancy. Just, and just you ride the shirts. <laughs> don't trust him with a pen round your new shirt because he'll definitely just draw a cock on it so yeah guilty <laughs> <laughs> alright well if you've enjoyed the episode do give it a like please it really helps us out like the episode subscribe if you're on YouTube follow us on podcast platforms hit the notification bell check out the sponsors as well and one last thing to say, I guess, is Steve Bruce is full of shit. <laughs> we'll see you in the next one. <laughs> <laughs>